You have now tapped in with the introspective father and son duo. Last name may be strange, but never strange to the game. Adjust the listening devices and keep it locked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, coming in, yeah. Flex, I just wanna win, yeah. LABB, who we running with, yeah. 2233, I'm on 10 again. Hello, and welcome to another installment of No Strangers to the Game. I'm Ja, and that's Troy. And uh, today's episode, we're going to be bringing you just kind of some of our opinions and views on Black History Month, how it should be celebrated, you know, how it should be taught, and some of the ways we've learned it in the past. Um, to get us started this week, though, just as we always do, if you give me a short recap of your week or things that are coming up in this coming week that you think our audience should hear about. You know, my week was pretty straightforward, not too much uh, high or low, uh, just kind of a routine week. Uh, I did, you know, was tuning in to what was going on with the storm throughout the Midwest and that was heading to the east, but in particular, Texas. And so, uh, you know, I want to definitely send my thoughts and prayers out to the families and individuals there who uh, really you know, have to struggle through that, having no power, uh, lack of running, running water, and just the scenes that I saw in the news and on TV that were a little disturbing. But um, I think now things are coming back uh, to form, to normal, and uh, hopefully they can recover soon and get back to, you know, living their day-to-day lives uh, as normal as possible. Um, overall, you know, I haven't, much hasn't changed in my world. Just continuing to do the baby routine and figure out how to how to move things forward in a way that's going to be uh, very productive and beneficial. Yeah, for me, this week was about patience. And what I mean by that is I had a track meet this weekend. I had some homework assignments and stuff due. And I'm realizing I'm a type of person that I don't always fully love the process. I kind of want to get to the result very fast. I want to be where I want to be. I don't want to sit there and do the homework, but I want it. I want to have an A, um, I, you know, and so with track and field this week, I wouldn't say I had a tough meet, but it, I wasn't where I wanted to be, especially because I had waited so long to compete. And so um, I just kind of realizing that there's, there's a patience element to it and it's going to come around and it'll all come together when it needs to. And so, yeah, that's kind of it for me this week. Um, today's topic, we're talking about black history. It is currently black history month and it's weird because it's different because I'm not in elementary school. I think in college, unless you're in a class that has to do with history or African-American history or African history or anything like that, I, I don't think there's any coverage of it. You know, you may see, may see a few things on campus celebrating it, but you know, nothing you learning about. But I know in grade school, middle school, high school, it was very different in terms of the way, you know, when February came around, they tried to celebrate it. Um, I want to get your perspective on, first of all, the significance for you um, of Black History Month. And I know you have some interesting perspectives, so. I mean, I think it's, it's significant from the standpoint that from in the early part of the century, uh, 21st, 20th century, Carter G. Woodson was the father or founder of Black History Week, and then he expanded it to Black History Month. One of the reasons I know he chose Black History, I mean, February, I think it was because of Lincoln's birthday and the other significant um, reason, it just 
I, I want to say it was a Frederick Douglass birthday. I'm not 100% sure, but it was based around historical figures and why it was uh, done in February. Uh, it was significant at the time that he did it with much of the resistance and much of the turmoil and um, viewpoints of African-Americans and black folks in the country at that time. So for him to be able to initiate a week that turned into a month, I think is huge and significant. And I think it's now time for us to turn into Black History Year um, because Black History didn't happen in one month. It happens every day. And Black History is a part of American history. Black History is a part of world history. So um, it's time to continue to in, in, infuse it into our everyday lives, just like anything else, because it's important to change the narrative on how our images and how people view us and how we view ourselves. There's a lot of positive stories, positive messages, and just historical facts that are um, significant. And I think it's important for not only black children and black people, but the world to know and understand because you're leaving out a part of your own legacy, a part of your own history when you don't share that. And you know, if you just relegate it to old oh, black community, that's what they're gonna learn. But it's, it's significant for all of us to really understand our true history and be able to gain from that. So um, I think that we continue to make it a part of our everyday uh, conversations, make it a part of our everyday you know, function, just as anything else. You know, it shouldn't be something that has to be singled out and and to be acknowledged, but it should be just a part of every day. When we're talking about George Washington, we're talking about George Washington Carver. We're talking about any other historical figure in history. Um, black history should be um, discussed in, in the same context. Yeah. When you ask me the significance of black history, it's funny because I say, it, and I don't know how to phrase this, but it's almost like, there there is no significance because black history is history it's not you know and it is personally obviously our history but it's so much greater than just black history because it bleeds over in so many other cultures um so it has great significance because it encompasses so much um and so for me that that question is always interesting like what's the significance well it's, I'd say just as significant and that's the thing right if it's just as significant as every other history then don't they all have no significance and they're just history well it's, it's a part of how we learn you know here we say history is best qualified to teach us you know what's what to do in the future right so we can't leave bits and pieces out of it and trying to solve future project problems because we've all been a part of it it's like waking up one day and Ja being a part of our family, that history is no longer told. You know, like, wow, that was three of y'all. There were three kids. What, what happened to this one person? You know, that information is just gone. And so that's what is part of the American fabric is to be able to share the whole, the whole history, the truth of it. It doesn't make America any, any worse than or any better. It's just, this is what it is. This is what happened. And I think we need to look at it in that context there was a lot of negative things that went on but there was a lot of positive things that went on that should be shared as well so um history is just what it is it's a it's a snapshot of what happened in a moment in time that you know it just those are the events now they can be shared you know from different perspectives but 
you know, I think they should be shared in a way that, you know, is balanced and that tells a story in a way that, you know, that's truthful. Yeah. Um, the, ne the next thing I wanted to ask you is, I think it's, it's clear how African-American children or African-Americans in general can benefit from learning about black history. It's their history, it's their culture, it can give them a sense of pride. It can do a lot for someone to learn their history. But do you think people of all cultures and all races can benefit from learning and knowing black history? Yeah, I think what it does is it removes that blind spot that many people have when it comes to African-Americans because typically the narrative or the images you get are, you know, someone being an athlete or entertainer or, you know, a criminal. You know, those are kind of the, the images for the most part that we get. And they can share and open and broaden their viewpoints and perspectives on us. Um, that way we can all begin to see how we can make this as a better country and sharing our experiences and, and, and understanding one another in a way that, you know, we're not walking around with these um, misconceptions and these ideas that create tension, that create discomfort, and that makes it difficult to move beyond, you know, uh, the challenges that this country has had with racism over the you know centuries. So I think it helps us to heal. It helps us to deal with things that we may not have understood and just to be open and honest, stripped down naked and say, this is who we are. How do we move forward? And I think we're in a time and space, particularly in this country, where that is definitely necessary. You know, all of it is not going to be good. All of it is not going to be bad. It's just going to be what is. Let's deal with the facts and let's move on and figure out how to make uh, this country live up to the ideals um, that it espouses. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I think, I mean, it's, once again, it's if we agree that black history is just as significant as any other history, and we agree that history is something that can help us, you know, stop from, from repeating our mistakes, we can learn from our past, then why wouldn't black history be something that everybody should learn from or everybody can gain knowledge from? And then, like you said, you can learn a lot about a people you probably didn't understand. And once again, that can help us kind of, I guess, come together and that can create some sense of community because we understand the circumstances of why people are the way they are, how they act, the way they act and things like that. But I think yeah. the greater, oh, go yeah. ahead. No, I, I was going to say, and for black people in particular, I know you touched on it, you know, lightly, but just having a sense of pride and awareness of where you came from and the, the things that you, you people in your culture and from your race has done, you know, it, 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 it helped me when I was going through college. I took some uh, African study classes in which woke me up to things that I didn't know. And it gave me a deeper sense of understanding and perspective on our community and our culture. And it made me proud. It made me want to go out and do the best I can to be the best because there were so many me people who made so many sacrifices for me to even be able to sit in that classroom and get that information. And so it just something that sparked uh, a fuse and, and, and made me want to be the best that I can be. And uh, I think that's something that most of us, if not all of us, you know, could use in our daily lives, knowing that where we come from and the people that we come from are significant. And it did start at slavery. You know, we started as kings and queens and people who did, you know, wonderful things. 
and creating civilizations that um, we talk about still to this day. So I think it's something that really is uh, necessary to infuse that pride and that sense of uh, uh, significance that you have. Yeah. And my next question off of that was going to be, so all of those things you mentioned are great and you're absolutely right. But I think for me, it's always been a point of attention is can everyone teach black history? So for me personally, I grew up and I didn't have very many, I don't think I had any black teachers until college. So every black history month, I was learning black history, at least in school wise from, you know, teachers that didn't look like me or weren't from the same background. And I was in a classroom full of kids that oftentimes weren't the same background as me as well. And it always creates this point of tension when I, I know people always joke about it, you know, when you're the one black kid in class and they're talking about, you know, black history and everybody just turns around and looks at you. But it, it really does. I mean, you're talking about traumatic events. You're learning slavery and, you know, the civil rights movements, things like that from people who have no idea what it was like. And not that I was there, but that trauma is definitely passed down through, you know, the generations. And so, I guess, I mean, at the end of the day, I was taught black history by teachers in school, but luckily, you know, you, you and mom did a great job of making sure me and my sisters understood black history and we got a much greater, um, you know, idea of black history and what it was. But I'm just wondering in terms of in school, not that we, I'm not saying we shouldn't allow others to teach it, but is it beneficial to learn black history from somebody who isn't black? Well, I mean, like I said, it's history. You know, so you're just, if you're teaching the facts and you're being balanced and sharing the information and it's, and if it's written in a way that it's, you know, it's truthful, anyone can teach it. Now, everyone may not have the same empathy or sympathy for those experiences because they may not have, you know, experienced those things. Uh, but I think that everyone can teach it as long as they're being honest and open and, and, you know, their intent is to to give the facts and to share it um, with, you know, the classroom or whomever they're teaching it to. Uh, sometimes it comes a little different, particularly the way history is taught, particularly in elementary school, uh, where it's mostly on a traumatic experience of slavery. There's a lot of experiences that were positive throughout Black history in this country. Um, there's what we call Black Wall Street, you know, uh, a black community that was formed in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that was a very wealthy and thriving community. There's other historical events and historical figures that done some really wonderful things and where regardless of who tells that story, you're not going to feel shame or feel uncomfortable because it's a, something that makes, that stands out, that'll make you feel proud and make others look and say, wow, you know, that's cool. You know, this guy, George Washington, George Washington Carver, took the peanut and had many different inventions out of that. George Washington Carver, as I understand, was the one who taught uh, Henry Ford the whole assembly line process to where he began to mass produce cars in the way that he did. So there's a lot of things that when you get that information, won't make you feel ashamed or feel less than. It makes you stand up and say, wow. You know, I come from a history of people that have done great things um, just as well as any other group and culture. And see, that's why I brought up the question of can black history be taught by others who aren't black is because 
the, I got all of those things. But like you said, in school, it's always been taught if you've got slavery and Martin Luther King, you know, those are the main two things when we talk about Black History Month. And I think if we actually had Black administrators, Black teachers and things like that, that curriculum may change and we may get a lot of those aspects that you were talking about. But I guess the question is, can you expect others to try to implement these things and help out your community or do you have to do it yourself? A lot like you and mom did with teaching, you know, me and my sisters at home. I think it's both. I think you, you make those demands um, when you're in a position to do so, but you also take on the responsibility to teach that and share that information uh, amongst ourselves and with whomever's interested in understanding it and learning it. But it's, a, I think it's two part, you know, yeah, we force, the school systems or we demand the school systems to teach it, to share the history. I mean, it's really American history. It's not just black history, it's the yeah. American history and share all of it in a balanced way, not just slavery and the negative aspects of it, but all the good that comes along with it. And so, and at the same time, it's incumbent upon us as African-American or blacks to be able to share that information amongst ourselves, teach our children so that they know that and they grow up with a sense of pride and understanding of who they are. Yeah, and that's the key. I think if you do that at home, then I think all of, you know, what happens in the classroom, you know, doesn't have as much of an effect, but I think for the kids who don't get as much, you know, supplemented history at home, you know, that, that can take a negative effect on them being taught by others and the, the curriculum being shaped to where it kind of paints a negative view. Um, but like I said, I do think it is important to understand some of the trauma and some of the, you know, unfortunate things that happened as well. But I just wish it was a little bit more balanced. Yeah, and there, I know that the state of California is um, looking at and changing the curriculum, infusing more cultural history. And I can't remember the term, I don't know what is that, but the infusing um, more history and information on the various cultures, including black history. So we'll see what that looks like. Um, hopefully it touches on the things that, you know, we need and that's balanced and going to be informative, but significant from a standpoint of help lifting um, black children to be proud of who they are and where they come from. And also just sharing with others to show that, you know, some of the things you see on TV were more than that. You know, we've done more and we're, uh, um, you know, a much, much greater than what sometimes we're shown to be. Yeah. Um, my next question is, as we, we have Black History Month and I think a lot of black people are appreciative, but there's a question of is Black History Month necessary, right? I mean, if we are trying to ingrain black history into our culture as a whole, we shouldn't have to set aside a month for it. And not only that, but it shouldn't be limited to that month to where we learn about it. It should just be, you know, everyday thing. When we're learning about history, it's infused. It's a part of it because it's a part of our history in general. I know it shouldn't be limited to Black History Month. And I would hope that, you know, we're doing everything we can to, to make sure it's not. But does doing away with Black History Month try to help that cause? Or does it hurt it? Because obviously having the month, I feel like people may say, well, we got y'all month. We did y'all history for that month. Cool. We can book it and then put it away. But at the same time, if we don't have the month, will we just be, you know, brushed under the rug? 
Well, I think having the month is significant because it's a placeholder that we know, okay, at least this time of year, we're going to get that information. We're going to share these experiences. There's going to be commercials. There'll be movies. There'll be different events and activities that will highlight black history and the things that were accomplished. But I think we still need to push forward just being something as common as a discussion on any other topic that we have in school or in our day-to-day -day lives. It, you know, not just relegated to the month, but I think the month is a great start. And it's something that allows people to focus in, even if it's on a short period of time, to see those accomplishments and be able to have a better understanding of the community and culture. But, you know, year round, when Black history is, you know, didn't happen in 30 days, it's happened over the history of the world and, and it's still happening. And so it needs to be, you know, something that's a part of everyday fabric of our society. So then the question becomes, and I guess this can be a point of tension, is is the hope that we get to a point where we don't need Black History Month? And then if we do, if we do say we got to that point, I feel like it'd be a point, of, like I said, point of tension if we were to disband Black History Month, that we're like, we're not doing that no more. I mean, if we got to the point when we didn't need it, I think it'd be great. You know, it's like anything else. If we got to the point in our society where we didn't need jails, that would be great if we got to the point in our society where we didn't need social welfare, you know, and aid because people are functioning and doing things that they don't need it. That would be great. So I would say, yeah, if we ever got to the point where it didn't, it wasn't necessary to have Black History Month. But what is the criteria and what does that look like? That's a whole discussion that we don't yeah. have time to go into in this session. But yeah, we definitely want to evolve to that point to where, you know, it's not something that we have to set aside um, to celebrate. Yeah, and I totally agree. But once again, regardless of whether we are actually reached that point and can definitively say, yeah, we don't need Black History Month anymore. If you try to take it away, it will probably be some interesting effects of that. But yeah, yeah, we, <laughs> we won't get into that right now. Yeah, well, I, I, I was listening off having the need for it. Yeah. I still think there's a need for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like with anything, like you like you mentioned, if you're used to having something and it's taken away, and, you know, it creates a problem because you're like, wait a minute, why are you removing that? <laughs> exactly. But you know, the fact that we wouldn't need it sometime yeah. in the future is the hope and is the intent that we get to a place where it's not something that's necessary in that regard. Yeah. The last thing I kind of wanted to get into is. I guess you could say who or what historical figures or events have most inspired you. I mean, obviously, I think you've learned a lot about black history. I've learned about a lot about black history um, throughout our lives. But I, I do think there are a few instances personally that I can look back on or people that really inspire me because they look like me and they were able to accomplish or overcome great things. For me, it's two things as I think about it because of what I do and what I have a passion for, community economic development, the story of Black Wall Street has always fascinated me and has inspired me that, okay, this can actually happen in a Black community where it's striving, where it's prosperous, and where you have the things that you need to be effective and productive in your community. Unlike many Black communities today and historically where that hasn't always been the case. So being in community economic development, that inspired me and that looked at that and I see what are the things that they did at those times to make this community function and work the way it did. 
Another thing is uh, Marcus Garvey and the Marcus Garvey movement and how he was able to galvanize millions of black people throughout the globe. There was no internet. The technology was pretty limited, but within a short span of three or four years, he was able to galvanize millions of people to be able to cook, uh, form the United, uh, the UNIA, United Negro Improvement Association in the early 1900s, I think 1917s, 18, somewhere in that time, to where he could galvanize that many people across the globe to focus on issues and, and, and challenges in the community or in the African diaspora. That's hard to do today, you know, yeah. with the technology. Imagine in the early 1900s, someone being able to do that in those times when there was a lot of racism and animosity toward, you know, black people for him to be able to do that. So those are two events that I look at or situations and instances that I look at. And I think, wow, if we can just, if we can just replicate those two things today, um, we would be huge. We could we could do some really huge things um, moving forward. Yeah, for me, I have two events and one person that I think I can always look back on. Number one is Jesse Owens. I think, you know, that Olympics where it was in Berlin, Germany, Hitler's regime was in power. And, you know, Hitler made the statement that his Aryan race was gonna win all the gold medals. They were the best athletes, the superior human race. And Jesse Owens went in there and shut all that down. <laughs> I don't know exactly all the events he won, but I believe he won the 100, the 200, was part of the winning four by one and won the long jump, I believe. Yeah, it was four, four medals. Four medals. So, I mean, you know, that right there is something I look at and I, it's just, it was kind of a, I don't, I mean, it's inspiring, but it was also just a really cool moment and you learn about it in history. It's like, yeah, we shut that down, player. That, that ain't how that we rolling. <laughs> Somebody need to go fact check Hitler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, the second one is also another track and field event. Um, the, the John Carlos and Tommy Smith um, in the 1968 Olympics in protest of, you know, racial injustice, uh, put black gloves on when they were on the podium at the, you know, this is the Olympics. This is the global stage and they raised their black fists in the air. And I think it's, it's a historic, I mean, I think everybody can understand the historical, you know, prominence of that event, but I think it's proximity. I've been able to meet John Carlos and, um, speak with him. I read his book um, that a friend of ours wrote. And so I think to see something so such that's been such a big, you know, figure and a big image in black history, and then to be able to meet the guy who was behind it and hear his story and hear the things he went through because of it and how he overcome came those challenges to be where he is today. It's just always been inspiring to me, especially because I can just look him in the eyes and be like, wow, you know, that's that guy. And then the last one, is LeBron James. Hey, listen, now listen. <laughs> LeBron, I think, is the greatest athlete of all time. But I do think, and it's funny because when black history is happening, I doubt you know it, right? I think when people were marching with Martin Luther King, I don't think they were like, man, people are gonna look back on this in 50 years and say this was a huge deal, but they were just marching because it was what you know they felt they needed to do. Now we look at it and say that was huge and that meant a lot and stuff like that. I think Le what LeBron James is doing as a black athlete in America is momentous it's it's different than a, what other athletes have done because we've had you know obviously prominent rich black athletes who've been successful in business and stuff like that but i think the way he's doing it the way he's going about it and the way he's changing some of the rules and the game and the structure for people who look like him and people that you know are of you know light complexion i think that's black history happening and in, in 50 years i think we'll look back and be like wow that was 
crazy. You know, some of the, the things he's doing with, I mean, just in basketball alone in terms of the player empowerment. And I think it's not racial, but it is, right? I mean, I can't, I don't know the exact number, but I know when I watch basketball, there's a lot of brothers on the court. It looks like a lot of about 80% in the NBA, close to it, if not more. Exactly. So when you talk about the him having power of the collection collective bargaining agreement and, you know, him and Chris Paul, you know, kind of taking over the NBA Players Association and and the way he's set up rules for player empowerment in terms of nah, at the end of the day, if I want to move, if I want to take my commodity that I have right now and move it somewhere else, as opposed to you know, generally white general managers and owners saying this is what's going to happen to you. It's not racial once again, but I do think you can look at it and say that that's, that's momentous. And then what it signifies to me is that we're starting to understand the power that we have. And not only that, but we're going to use it. And I think that, that that's why LeBron means a lot to me. And, and that is huge for me in terms of black history. All right. Well, it comes down to empowerment. Yeah. And, and empowerment is something that we, we definitely it can't be given to you. It can't be handed off. It's something that you just have to assume and, and take. Yeah. And so um, it appears that in many instances, in many places that is happening, and, you know, and I think with LeBron and, and the election, um, and you know how we feel about politics and, you know, elections, but I think just on the surface, you know, what they were able to do to get the owners to open up those arenas and in conjunction with working with people that were on the ground organizing, like the Stacey Abrams and those type of people who were able to, you know, get people to the polls that typically wouldn't go and have places for them and really eliminate and reduce the number of barriers that people would typically have going out to vote, waiting in long lines and those type of thing. And because of the pandemic, you know, that made things even more challenging, but for them to be able to organize and leverage uh their themselves uh himself as well as other athletes to say this is what we want and we we're gonna expect you to do these things and have the owners you know do those things that were asked and requested uh, i think is a big deal and i think i can see a shift in moving forward but we have to continue to be diligent and vigilant about making sure that things are done and done right and holding ourselves accountable as well as everyone else. Yeah. My last words on the topic are, if you are not black, I think it's it's important to understand black history and, and to get an understanding of why things, the way, things are the way they are, how things have gotten to this point. And just, I don't think you have to do anything. You don't have to, you know, help out anybody in Black History Month. You don't have to open the door for black people during Black History Month. But it's just to have that understanding, because once we're gonna, I think that that brings a bit of a unity um, to our community, and that's that's huge. You can't, matter of fact, you can't spell community without unity. So, um, if you aren't black, I think that's your role in Black History Month is to learn as much as you can and understand why things are the way they are, and understand that Black history is a part of American history and the world's history as a whole. And if you are black, then I think. Use this month. So once again, just like everyone else, learn, understand, understand how we got to where we are, what we had to overcome to get here and the power that you have because of it. And with that being said, you were black. So you're creating black history every day. And so act accordingly. Yeah. No truer words have been spoken <laughs> today anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I think that's uh, that's solid um, feedback. And, you know, I think 
as I see our society and the transition and the shifts that are being made, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm, I'm very optimistic on one hand. Um, on the other hand, I see some things that cause some concern. And it's just a matter of sitting down and being truthful and honest and dealing with the elephant in the room. Things have happened over time in history that wasn't pleasant. None of us was there to be a part of it, but we are either benefiting from it or being impacted by it today. Now, how do we deal with it and address it in a way that we can move forward to improve the relationships, improve the future of this country? Because if we continue functioning the way that we are, this country will not be the country that we remember it. It will be one of those that are kind of like the Roman Empire. You know, it was a dynasty. It was a strong empire, but it didn't last because it it was destroyed from within. The internal conflicts and largely due to racism and um, greed and economics. Uh, you know, we just, we can avoid, I, I said we can avoid that from happening, but we all got to sit down and put ourselves in a, in, a, in a space to deal with it and just be open and honest with it and rely on the truth to take us where we need to go. Well, with that being said, I think that wraps up this episode and honestly wraps up Black History Month. Um, Opal was a good one. And once again, don't let it just be the month. We take Black History and we carry it through the rest of the year. So with that being said, we appreciate you guys for tuning into this episode and past and hopefully future episodes and uh, hope you have a good one. All right. Peace. Black History 365. All right. That'll wrap up today's episode. Glad we could take a moment to put you up on game. We post a new podcast every Sunday morning. Now you know. Peace.